Welcome to another edition of Highland Football Weekly with me, Ian Auld. On this week's show, we're going to talk to a man who's played for Ross County. He's been Head of Youth Development at Ross County, First Team Coach, Assistant Manager, Co-Manager and now Chief Executive, Stevie Ferguson. Stevie, good to have you on the podcast. How are you? I'm great, Ian. Thanks very much for having us on. Uh, no, it's a, it's a pleasure, Stevie. I know that um, you're a very, very busy man at the moment. There's a, a lot going on behind the scenes at Ross County. The, the, the boys have started the season really well. We're recording this a couple of days after a, a good win at St Johnston. But um, just briefly tell us how the last couple of months have been for yourself in the new role as, as Chief Executive. All this going on, the COVID in the background, no doubt it's been challenging for you. Yeah, it has. It's been, it's been a challenge, but um, we always knew it was going to be a challenge, especially um, taking on this role during this COVID period, I suppose. Um, I've not known any difference so far in this role, so it's been pretty. This is just the way it's been since I've crossed the fence, so to speak. So, yeah, we're getting on with it like everybody else. We're, we're trying our best to be as clear and as transparent to, to everybody involved uh, in Ross County, whether it be through their staff, their supporters, to their stakeholders, just to to, um, to be to be clear and, and to be, try to be as joined up as we can to, to navigate our way through um, this difficult time. But everybody's exactly the same. We're no different to anybody else. Everybody has the challenge and, and uh, we're, just, we're just dealing with that like, like everybody else is. And I suppose, you know, for yourself, as you say, moving to Chief Executive, you've got, you know, a, a, a really good bunch of, uh, I know a lot of guys at Ross County, guys and girls, sorry, good uh, staff members working underneath you. And then obviously, Roy and directors working alongside you as well. There's a, a good good team there behind the scenes at Ross County. And, you know, for yourself, you're obviously working with that good team, but supporters can be rest assured that there's a, a good team working behind the scenes to you know, to, to keep Ross County going in this uh, this difficult climate. Yeah, for sure. Obviously, it's well documented how well uh, our chairman supports the football club and, and what his vision is for the football club. So um, that that does that, that doesn't change. That, that that's still that's still burning bright there. And uh, like you said, we do. We're, we're a small team. Um, we're not massive in numbers and regarding staffing. Like so, but what we do have is a is a is an honest bunch of hardworking people that they want to do the best for. Stevie, we're gonna look back over your over your career mainly focused on Ross County, but you obviously had spells at Dunfermline and, and then after that air breaking and Stenham Smear as well before you came back up to the Highlands. Now, we share a lot in common, actually, because we're both uh, Edinburgh lads. Uh, I'm from a salubrious part of the, the city in the north uh, called Pilton. If no one's familiar with it, they're listening to this podcast. It's reared such legends of Scottish football, such as Derek Riordan. Uh, and Irvin Welsh writes so fondly about the area in many of his novels. You're from a, a, a lovely part of the city as well, Wester Hills, and I have to start by asking, which is the best area, Pilton or Wester Hills? Well, coming from a Wester Hills, lads, I always have to uh, pin, my, pin my heart to, 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 to the, the west of the city, but uh, put it one way, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be too comfortable walking through Either, uh, <laughs> and I mean, I mean myself. That's for sure. <laughs> Two places full of characters. I would say that would be as uh, that would be as as, um, as as nicely as I could put it. I think that's a, a nice way of putting, and also a very reassuring way of putting it. Just in case there's anyone listening in those areas that fancy a wee trip up north, I think uh, I think you're right there. You, you, you spoke about it at the very start. How how uh, ironic that we've got a guy from Pilton and a guy from Wester Hills talking about football in the Highlands, but. Here we are. Small Right, let's start. Let's start then. You, you were Edinburgh born and bred. How did you um, end up at Dunfermline? Because that was your 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 first major uh, stop in your in your career. The early nineties to mid nineties. Um, Dunfermline, of course, you know a big name in Scottish football as well, and a lot of characters around the scene at Dunfermline at the time. How did you um? How did you end up there? Um, but on an S form uh, when I was 14 I think and I was we had a 
facility to two and able at the time we weren't always travelling over to Dunfermline uh, guys when Jack McNamara was probably the most recognisable recognisable name out of that kind of group that was that was training at that time uh, albeit Jackie was a few years older than me but um, at that time Dunfermline had quite a had quite a number of uh, young players uh, in Edinburgh at that time so I, I was one of them uh, and thankfully was offered a YTS after my S form uh, after I left the school and it kind of it kind of uh, snowballed from there but yeah I love my time with the family fantastic club um, great people um, and a lot of the, a lot of the people have, have, have probably shaped my my career in football, uh, a lot of the, the shaping of that came from, from the days at Dunfermline, uh, where I, I look back very fondly on, on not only the club, but the, the people that were involved there had uh, big influences in, in myself as a person, as, as well as being involved in football. We talk about, as I said, there's a lot of characters, or there were a lot of characters around at that club at the time. I don't know if your paths crossed with a former guest we had on Mark McCulloch, who was at Dunfermline. Um, I'm not too sure if it was roughly at the same time as yourself, but he talked very fondly of likes of Bert Payton. Dick Campbell was on the scene as well. I'm sure that those two names are guys that you've uh, you crossed paths with. Yeah, absolutely. Mark was a, was a teammate of mine's at Dunfermline and, and at Ross County uh, as well. Uh, in fact, I still keep in touch with Mark when I get my golf not that long ago mm-hmm. uh, when, he was up, when he was up visiting people on and off. So it was good to catch up with him. But no, you're right. Obviously, uh, by the time I came in full-time, Jockey Scott and Gordon Wallace had, had lost their job and it was and it was Bert and Dick that were, that were the managers my whole time as a, as a professional player at Dunfermline. So, uh, yeah, really... If, Look fondly on the guys, and obviously they gave me a de- my debut in, in Scottish football, so we'd always be grateful of that. Um, no, and, and then really, and real, real good football guys, and and, and salt of the earth as well. Where there was always a, there was always a, there was always time for uh, a bit of humour in there as well with the guys, as well as as obviously the serious bit of the football. They they always made it a, an enjoyable, fun environment to be to be involved in, and and, and I think that that, that played a, a massive part in the in the group of players that they signed and, and they wanted involved with their group because it was it was it was a good place to good place to go and play your football and, and enjoy your football. Yeah, because at the time Dunfermline were kind of knocking on the door of the, the, the Premier League. They did eventually get to the Premier League uh, in ninety six, but they were, you know, chapping on the door. They were a, a very successful team uh, in the early nineties. They made cup finals as well. There was a, a real kind of good group of players there. Yeah there was there was and that was the, the, the champion they were the first division winning team at that time was that was that was kind of when I was there and it was uh, there was only two subs at that time two subs and a goalkeeper I think that's what the rules were back then so um, I, I, I travelled a lot with the team and, and never quite uh, got into that 14 um, that, that you needed to and then wanted to uh, like I said I played one appearance in that championship winning team uh, uh, I remember that on the way St Johnston I think it was uh, well it was and, and it, was, it was tough to get into that team because there was such good players uh, at, that, at that time uh, real established players Paul Smith and Craig Robertson and uh, Hamish French really real guys that the proper staple names in, in Scottish football at that time were, were kind of the, the nucleus of that the Dunfermline team and it was just as a young boy it was brilliant to, to be involved and, and train and, and play with these guys but equally as difficult to, to, to break into the team just because of the, the quality and the experience that they had but I loved every minute of it You left Dunfermline in 1996 you join Ross County, of course, the club that you're so much in, involved with and it's been a big, big part of your life ever since. Am I right in saying Neil Cooper was at Dunfermline around about that time as well? Is that where the connection with uh, yourself and Neil Cooper, is that where that started perhaps? Yeah, it was. Uh, big Coops was obviously coming to the end of his career when I was coming to the, the starter. But he, would, um, he was going into management and he said, that, you know, if he, whatever job he got, he was going to inquire to see if he could come and take me. Uh, which was which, which was the way I caught one at the time, and and then it's happened to be Ross County was the the, the, the team that gave him his uh, opportunity, uh, first opportunity in management. And to be fair to Big Coops, he was he was true to his word, and he and he was in the job a, a couple of weeks when he inquired to see if he could get me from Dunfermline. So it, it was all uh, all written in the stars, I suppose. When you look at it like that. <laughs> now, as you say, Neil Cooper there takes you up to Dunfermline. Uh, sorry. Neil Cooper takes you to Ross County. 
at that point in time, as you already mentioned, Edinburgh guy, you know, making the trip across to Fife, it's not a million miles away from home, but then the move to Dingwall comes. Now, am I right in saying that you are one of the, well, first of all, your your thoughts on moving to Ross County, but then am I right in saying you became one of the Kalboki Seven, as they were later known? Uh, yeah, I was. Uh, probably found a member of that. It's interesting because you've obviously been, you know, manager of the, the club yourself and a lot of the guys, I know there are exceptions to the case, but a lot of the guys that, that play for Ross County tend to, to stay in Inverness. Um, but that, I mean, that Kalboki farmhouse was a was a masterstroke because, you know, as, as a young group of guys, you know, it got you away from maybe, you know, well, you might, you might tell me different, but it got you away from Inverness. It got you kind of all bunched together. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming it was a, you know, a very. You all became a, a band of brothers, I suppose, in that uh, that that farmhouse. Yeah, I probably, probably didn't realise that at the time. Um, it was probably costing us a fortune to get taxis at the Inverness, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only kidding. It was no. It, it, looking back, it was a masterstroke because we we um, we, we did have we did develop a real bond and a real togetherness and, and that's really what, what our team at that time was built on was that was that being a being being joined up and being a group that, that would fight and scrap for each other and, and, and we managed to get relative relative success coming through the leagues with that. It was all it was all pretty positive. Uh, uh, and and putting all the positivity into the pot was made for some really some really enjoyable times but some fun times and, and the football was the football was good as I spoke to a few guys that, you know, that, that have made the move away, and you know, you know, obviously, you know, um, young men, you know, moving away from home doesn't really, you know, daunt many folk. But you know, when you move from Edinburgh to then uh, up to Dingwall, it must have been, you know, reassuring to get, you know, thrown in with, you know, like guys like like Kenny Gilbert, Roy McBain, there you mentioned, or Gary Wood. You know, guys that that just you, you got on well with, and 
and and formed that great relationship. But then the rest of the club as well, you know, a, a, an easy transition is what I'm trying to say, moving from Edinburgh up to up to Dingwall. Yeah, it was because we were kind of all in a similar boat. We had all we all came from so-called bigger clubs, mm-hmm. um, and we all felt we had a little point to prove. And and I suppose that was a master stroke from from Neil and the chairman as well. That that that's, that was the vision for them that they would get guys that they were hungry and they would get guys that would buy into uh, uh, what the philosophy and, and the values of uh, the football club were. And and to be fair, every single one of us, and we mentioned Gary Wood there as well. I played boys club level with, with Gary in Edinburgh as well so uh, he came up and along with Kevin Morgan from Aberdeen he uh, kind of completed, completed that farmhouse with Tam Callahan having fleeting performances in, in the farmhouse as well he uh, was another Glasgow boy so there was a real spread but um, barring Tam who, who was obviously a little bit older than everybody else we were all we were all in a position that we were looking to see if we could further our careers and, and have a career, or certainly not further a career, have a career in football, I suppose. So we did eat, eat and breathe football and eat and breathe Ross County. And my, thought, my, my, my opinion on this hasn't changed. That um, If you are making the move to the Highlands from the Central Belt, then you really do have to buy into it hook, line and sinker, I don't believe you can you can do that travel up and down the road, I don't believe that you can keep your family down the road and be up here uh, and, and make it a successful spell for a long period, it can be in a short period but not a long period and to be fair, uh, every single one of us bought into the area and we bought into the club and that probably made it made it easier for for everybody as well so um, no, only when you look back it, it was it was it was a great. It was well done from the chairman, and it was well done from Neil Cooper as well, and, and how they did shape it, and and the, and the profile of the players that they brought in at that time really did fit into, into what the vision was. And, and, and I mean, they all went on to play. They said I played over two hundred games, I think, and I think that a few of the other guys were. But if they won the over two hundred games, they were very close to it, and, and that's that. That showed that it was a, it was a, it was a five-year plan that we had with that group of players, and I think we, we all, we all came in just in case anyone from the Scottish Government is listening the Kaboki 7 was in 1996 so no uh, restrictions were broken by having 7 uh, guys in the same house of course with this new legislation that's in place but in all seriousness though your first couple of years at Ross County you mentioned there Neil Cooper comes in uh, with a group of guys in 1996 and, and rightly so following on from you know the the foundations that, that Bobby Wilson had had, um, had built. You know in the in the early years and in the, the senior setups, but very quickly the club gets success. Uh, ninety eight, ninety nine, you go on and win the third division title. Again, you know you probably from the inside um, can see the the vision from above, but also the talent. And I mean Neil Cooper was was building a very good team. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um... It was again. It was it was it was part of it. We we were all brought in to see if we could move up the leagues, uh, and we had a couple of near misses to start with. Um, I think one time goal difference and, and one time by a point or so. Uh, and I think it was probably the third year that we actually then went on and, and won the won the third division uh, pretty convincingly. Uh, and to be involved in a championship winning team was at any level was brilliant. But um, we, that was one that we certainly all enjoyed uh, and, and and really felt that that, that was the. The, 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 the first big task that we had to do and, and we were able to go and do it um, and then obviously we won promotion from the second division uh, the following year he'd take us into the first division which is now the championship so that was that was um, that was great from that we were going to that's what we were going to uh, be able to achieve as, as that group and, and thankfully we managed to do that. that that season that you win the third division title you said there you, you won it well, you won it by a, can- a canter, 13 points in the end. Uh, yourself, you made, uh, you were a regular, I, I, I think you made 26 appearances that season and you scored 18 goals as well, quite a, quite a return um, for yourself. Um, talk to us about highlights of that season. You played alongside, you know, some some cracking players as well, Nicky Walker, Stuart Golubek, Roy McBain, uh, Kenny Gilbert, Neil Tarrant as well. There was some, some real cracking talent and it was also the season that, I think Derek Adams left at the very start of that season. He was the he was the goal machine, if you like. So he left 
and then on the back of that, you, you go and win the third division title. What's the, the highlights or the standouts moments for that season for yourself? Uh, again, the, 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 to get the success with a group of players, every, every name you named there was our guys that I, that I look back on really fondly as teammates and as people. So um, first and foremost, that was it was great to be successful with what was a, a really, and that sounds cliche, but it genuinely was a, a really good group of guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for, for me personally, it was... It was a great season, and I only played 26 games because I was suspended, I think, for about five, and then I missed the last five because of a, a broken jaw I sustained, fun enough, in Western Hills. <laughs> so um, I, missed, I missed what could have probably been, was a brilliant season for me personally, but it probably could have been better if I, if I, uh, if I didn't miss the games through suspension and then that injury right at the, right at the end of the season. So uh, the highlight for me was the goals that I scored. Obviously, I was playing in the middle of the park, but Neil Tarrant took over from Derek as the, as the main kind of goal scorer striker. Uh, and Neil Cooper gave me a licence to get in the box and gave me a licence to get forward and try score goals. And, and, I, and, I, and I was able to do that, which was great. I probably wouldn't have been able to do it if it wasn't so well assisted by everybody else, but especially Kenny Gilbert, who, who, was, who was a brilliant foil for me in regarding leaving the, plugging the gaps I left to, to, to get in the box with. So that, from a personal point of view, the goals were great. Winning the league was great. The memories of um, sharing that with the, with the guys that we did was great. Uh, but I was also tinged with a wee bit of disappointment in the fact that I did miss the last... I think it, I can't even remember. It was four or five games of the season where I was my jaw was wired up. Um, so the celebrations were looking a bit pasty in the fours at the end because I was I was still wired up and and still probably in a fair bit of pain in regarding that. So that that probably took a wee bit of the shine off it for me, but um, not too much. It was a, it was a fantastic memory and and one that we, we all look back on fondly when we when we meet up and uh, it's just few and far between. But when we do, we, we I think everyone else still have a story to tell from from that team and, and that season, which was. Which, which is which is brilliant. Now you said there as well the the, the promotion back to back promotions because you win the title in ninety nine, and then the year after um, the kind of revised setup allows three teams from the the old second division to go up. You go up third um, with sixty two points, three behind the eventual winners Clyde. You go up to the the first division, and it's it, well. We in the previous weeks spoke to Steve Patterson, of course, Cali Thistle at the same time. We're kind of progressing uh, up the leagues uh, and Ross County uh, weren't too far behind w- when you look at that when you look at the players there I mentioned so many players there I mean Neil Cooper again you know had like Steve Patterson had a real eye for a player as well there were some young talents that he that he brought up like yourself like you know Kenny Gilbert like Stuart Golubek Roy McBain but also um, over the over that couple of years as well some some big household names and big players that he was able to to attract to the club as well that, that came in and did a job the likes of Owen Coyle uh, Brian Irvin Nicky Walker as well uh, talk to us about Neil Cooper and his, and his recruitment because he you know he, he signed some terrific players for the club he did and you, before I speak about Neil Cooper there you mentioned Steve Barson and Inverness uh, to be fair the whole time that um that we meet playing at Ross County, the, the huge challenge was always was always in the rest because Steve Patterson himself and his staff uh, put together what was was a really really good side, fully great individuals, fully great characters, and and for for us having such a good togetherness and bond with the group of players that we had, uh, Inverness equally had had that over the bridge as well. So it really made really good games and really good derbies, and, and like you said, Inverness picked us a couple of times and. and gave to where we were wanting to go first and then we, we wouldn't have to be followed but it achieved with, these, with, with both sets of players. Neil Cooper's recruitment, that was the question and, and again, I think the best thing, that Neil Cooper as a person, um, when people wanted to play for Neil Cooper, that was that was probably how he done most of his recruitment. I don't think it would be a hard sell. I don't think he, um, regarding the facilities and, and the setup we had at the club, but I think everybody, Neil Cooper was a household name himself. Neil Cooper had been there and done it in regarding being a player and, and what he had achieved in the, the glory days at Aberdeen and, 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 and just him personally. Uh, people just, he was a brilliant people person and, and people um, just just um, just got drawn to him, I suppose. And, and he was, I would imagine, uh, as a salesman, I don't think he would need to work too hard just for the type of person. 
personality he had and the history he had in Scottish football. And I think everybody wanted to be uh, part of it and everybody wanted to have a, a part of him in regarding the knowledge and, and, and how funny he made things as well. So um, I would imagine that's that's how it come about. Some of the big names like you mentioned, Mark Haley was up and Mickey Walker and Brian Irvin and Owen Coyle, the guys that you mentioned, would have all had uh, a personal uh, link to Neil in some way. Uh, I mean, certainly there was other ones I can remember. Uh, John Clark coming up for the mm-hmm. game, I can mm-hmm. remember. Um, Mark Miller, Evo Den Beeman, certainly from Dunfermline days, coming up and, and playing, a, playing a handful of games at, at most, I would imagine. But again, still... Uh, probably off the back of a phone call from Neil when, when he needed it, he was able to tap into some guys that had fantastic history in, in the Scottish game. It's funny there, you mentioned um, earlier on about the vision of the football club and when you join, you've obviously had that success going through the divisions, as I mentioned, it's not too long before the club reach uh, the old first division, the championship, if you like. Uh, in 2000, 2001, the club get there. Uh, and pretty much, you know, it's it's from there onwards, it's it's an upward trajectory. Now you mentioned there about trying to reach the heights that Inverness had reached, and that's the first time that, in a competitive sense, that you would have faced him in a in a derby. How much were you looking forward to that season, knowing that the Highland derbies were back on the cards? Certainly. Um the games against Inverness at that time again I think they were they were equal if not more supported back then than they are just now I, can, I can't remember too many games that we played against them that it wasn't a, a sellout or as close to being a sellout as, as can be so uh, my memories are, are good there's, there's mixed memories because we've, we've been on a couple of the end of a couple of tough games where we've, where we've lost quite comfortably but I've also been on the other side of the fence where we've, we've actually won the game quite comfortably and, and, and and it really enjoyed day ones as well so it's one that for the area it's brilliant uh, for the bragging rights for supporters going into their work it's, it's what everybody likes supporting football for it's the reason that people do support football is to, to have that connection to their, to their team and, and I think the Highland Derby was was albeit uh, not as big as the Edinburgh one or the one in Glasgow but it was certainly just as important for the area mm-hmm. and uh, to have them regularly was was great and certainly last when we won the championship with Stuart, with Stuart and me as co-manager that's certainly the games that stick out in my head throughout the whole season was uh, the games against Inverness and uh, and that was that was no different when I was a player. Uh, it was it was games I enjoyed playing in. Um, they were never they were never pretty, but what they were was was two teams that would go hammer at tongs to try and win the game. And, and I suppose that's why the supporters would have enjoyed them so much as well. You won your first one September two thousand at Cali. Alex Bone with a penalty. You had a, a real knack of of scoring in the derbies, mainly at uh, at, at Cali Park. Is there a, a favourite um, derby moment that stands out for yourself? You, you scored and quite possibly, um, well, I, I love the 5-1 scoreline myself anyway, but you won 5-1 at, at Cali Park on a Friday night. Is that um, one that stands out for you? Uh, it does. It stands out not, not just for the score. and um, I scored a penalty that day, but that was, that was probably the time where my, my time, I knew my time was coming to an end at Ross County. Alex mm-hmm. Smith was the manager then. And, uh, um, I had kind of been in the wilderness a little bit. He was the new manager and seen me as being one of Neil Cooper's boys, and rightly so. Uh, when when managers come in, they have that prerogative to, to turn things around. But I had managed to get myself back in the team, and, and I think that was my first game back from a, a lengthy spell, you know, being picked. So it was it was one where um, I enjoyed it um, for the win, of course. So that was that was stand out for that, but also for me personally, it was it was good to get back on the pitch and and maybe um, and maybe put a few doubts in Alex Smith's head that, that, that maybe he didn't quite have that decision right. Uh, certainly in my mind, I didn't think he did, but um, I, I also uh, understand the reason why that, that did come about. So that that definitely that sticks in my mind, uh, and, and for the couple of reasons, that was that's why it does. Yeah, because Neil Cooper leaves November two thousand and two. That's quite a difficult season. For the football club, you just finish above the the relegation zone. In fact, it's goal difference that keeps counting up in the in the last day of the season. Neil Cooper, when he leaves in two thousand and two, is someone that you've you know spoken about so highly uh, so far. I know that you would link up with with Coops again in terms of in the dugout uh, for Ross County later on. But talk to us about Neil Cooper because we've 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 had so many people um, on 
who've, who've talked so highly of him. Uh, you've worked alongside him. You've worked for. You've played for him. Um, you've spoke just a little bit about his, his qualities as, as a as a man and as a as a football man already. Um, just how much is Neil Cooper missed in in the game and, and as a as a friend as well? He's missed hugely. Um, everybody, everybody will have a Neil Cooper story. Everybody will have a memory or a, or a, or a time that they've had that, that he's he's made such a big impression. And and certainly for me, as a from a fifteen year old boy, as a I think I cleaned his boots when he was when he was at the Fairman as well. I was his boot boy and played in the reserves. And like you said, continued on. He had so much trust in me. Um, uh, as a player and as a person, which which you're obviously grateful for. So he's just he was lost in life. He, he he was such a good football brain as well as what everybody kind of associates Cooper as is, is the fact that he's always laughing, he's always smiling, and he brings such a good vibe to whatever whatever company he's in or whatever room he's in. So, um, but that probably uh, you forget how good a player he was with that one because you, you just think he keeps laughing all the time. But he was he was a real competitor and a real um, he had a real stealing will to win and, 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 and but he had a real bit of quality with that as well so as far as I'm concerned he's, he's, he's certainly the, the, the sole biggest influence in my, my career uh, but not only had he always had a, a fantastic family and stuff up here as well and it was just, just the whole package with Coops was that he was he was somebody that he would he would really want to spend time with and he really wanted to do well for uh, just because of the way that he, he treated everybody, so um, I can't speak any. I couldn't speak high enough about any individual. They might have been a can about Coops, but everybody else can. Everybody else is the same. Everybody, everybody's been touched by a, a bit of Coops's humour or a bit, of, a bit of his words of wisdom, or, or even just the fact that you know he he, he, he always he always had a, a human side to him as well, and regarding the, uh, the, the you know the, the nice the nice touches that maybe other people don't see. Um, and they, they would see him on the pitch where he would go and he would, he would be that enforcer and he'd be flying into tackles and he'd be roaring and screaming and he would he had that competitive edge that, that made him such a successful player in his own right. He had that as a manager, he had that as a coach. But I always felt that the, the, the bit that he had was the other bit, the, the, the human touch mm -hmm. and, the, and, the, and the little bit of humour when, when it was needed. I thought he was a master at that and um, no, I, I, certainly, I certainly miss him and I'll, and I'll be ever grateful for, for everything he's done from both on and off the pitch. Um, no, he was a, a top, top guy. You played 207 times for him, you scored 50 goals under his tenure at Ross County as well. You mentioned there that everyone's got a a Neil Cooper story, if you like. Have you got a a story or a or a memory that you'll always um, that you know always flashes to mind when you think of Neil Cooper? I mean, you could, I couldn't even pick one because there is that many, and, and I think just it's just it's, it's just he's a, he's a wonderful storyteller and a wonderful uh, you know once he once he's holding court, um, and I know it's. I should be talking about football and I should be talking about that but I'm even talking about just in his company off the pitch if you were he, he was just a, he was just a brilliant storyteller and, and, and some, of the, some of the stories that, that he used to listen to in his own career and, and, and some big big names that, that he obviously played with and played against he always had a, he always had a story that he could tell that, that would just have you in absolute stitches and absolute awe as well just actually thinking wow you know the, the guy is actually uh, been involved in, in so many big things with so many big superstars that um, you just you just wanted more. You just wanted more of his company, and and, and he and he and he was a he was a he was a one off, and uh, and and just a just a just a cracking just a, just good fun, just a cracking guy. And um, yeah, I was I was lucky to play under him as long as I did, and, and lucky to um, have the, the, the good memories that I've got uh, both on and off the pitch. With, Somebody that, that I just it was just could hold court in any in any crowd and, and, and have everybody in, in absolute hysterics with his his take on, on, on situations. He's a funny, funny guy. It's probably the mark of a man that he's got you know, you can't you can't define him by, by one moment or one memory. He, you know, that is probably the mark of the man and probably the biggest compliment you can pay by you know, there were so many great moments and great memories of him. No, I'm just, I'm just agreeing with you. You're, you're absolutely right. You, you can't because uh, you know it's going through your head there, and you're thinking, "Geez, you could be here all night." You know what I mean? You could <laughs> genuinely be here all night with, with stuff that, is, that, is, that just makes you laugh. You know, 
it's a wee bit as well where you talk about him as a guy and, and, and as a football guy and then one of the wee memories is, is when uh, he would then turn up at your door and ring the bell where £10 for your kid's birthday or something like that when you didn't even know that he knew it was your kid's birthday at that time it was just wee silly bits like that where I thought he was brilliant at that human element uh, he just just don't expect and things like that and he would and he would put, pull it out of the bag and you'd go jeez you know I, I didn't even why is he thinking of that but he, he always was and, and again that's a credit to him for, for that that's probably bits that people don't wouldn't, wouldn't obviously obviously what he talk about because it's no funny and it's no it's no holding court and stuff yeah. like that but for every time he was holding court I always felt he'd done the he done the other bit when it was the wee personal bit really really nice as well and that's a, that's again a credit to a credit to him absolutely he leaves November 2002 and you uh, you leave in, in the uh, the following summer as you mentioned there you know um, Alex Smith comes in uh, you go on to play for Air uh, you also spend some time at, at Brecon um, before your your career comes to an end at Senna Smuir uh, in two thousand and nine. Um, now we, we obviously know how the you know the story then uh, goes on because you you come back to Ross County and you, as a, as I touched on at the start you've had you know you've you've obviously had various different roles at, at Ross County uh, since uh, leaving as a as a player. Now am I right in saying it was you were involved in the youth setup? Uh, initially, how how did that how did the return to Ross County come about? I've been leaving West Ross County. I, I just kind of got injured all the time. I'd done my knee and I did three or four operations on my knee, and I was slowly never the quickest as everybody would tell you anyway. <laughs> so that that lack of pace I had got even 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 more evident. So <laughs> it was one where I started to, to it was Campbell Money actually manager here. I'd uh, started me on my coaching pathways when I was injured and, mm-hmm. and that was one of the, the things I'm, I'm really grateful for and out of the blue 2010 um, the Derek's team had just got to the cup final and it was just prior to the cup final against Dungeon United 2010 and I got a phone call out of the blue from the chairman I was a development officer in Clark Manninger which is a small uh, local authority in, in the central belt um, and um, I was the SFA development officer just one year after stopping playing I'd been there and, and and the chairman had asked if I would come up and do the same job for Ross County and be that SFA development officer working within the within the youth structure at the club and the youth and community structure at the club and uh, I probably thought about it for all of 10 seconds and, and probably agreed on the phone that, that I would love to come back up and do that uh, thankfully my wife and kids agreed <laughs> and we were all we were all Ian Mark to come back up the road. It all happened very quickly. But it was to come back up and be involved in the development side and the community arm of the arm of the football club which which at that time really appealed to me and, and I'm so glad that I, uh, it was an easy decision for me to come back up the road. Uh, my wife had been up here with me. Uh, who's obviously from Edinburgh as well, but she had been up when I was a player and, and knew the area and still had a circle of friends and stuff up here. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had obviously gained um, three kids by then. Um, so when I when I left, we only had one child, but we, had, we have now three. <laughs> uh, so it was a different prospect. There was no chance of me coming back up to be uh, part of a... Um, Kilmoke 7 again that's for sure so uh, I came up in a different a different kind of stage of my life uh, and, it, and it suited us just perfect what a time to be involved with Ross County I mean 2010 I mean a tremendous achievement to reach the Scottish Cup final um, but then what a time for, for the for the area and for the football club as well yeah absolutely I mean Derek's team uh, obviously shoot Ben Richie Britton and the mm-hmm. guys were all involved with that with that fantastic team that um they went on to the Scottish Cup final obviously as, as we know and then went on to, to win the, the championship with that forty game unbeaten run. No, it, it was just a it was just a great team and credit to Derek and his staff at that time to put together a team that were that knew how to win games and, and obviously took Ross County to the Premier League, which was if you had asked me when I signed in ninety six would Ross County ever play in the Premier League, I would have I would have um, I would have thought it was very doubtful if I'm being honest. I thought we would get through the leagues but I thought Ross County in the Premier League might have been a step too far uh, back then uh, obviously as I've seen it develop I've, I've realised that um, the chairman's plan kept moving and then kept evolving and he put us in a position that we uh, was not just a, a dream to play in the Premier League but it was a real possibility and with, with the chairman's vision and, and Derek's 
management skills and, and the team that he put together, which in, included Stuart and, and Richie, like I've said, from the current from the current staff and Michael Gardine and Ian Vigas, I suppose, course, in that mix as well. Course, yeah. it, was, uh, it was it was fantastic to, to see it uh, and, and absolutely wonderful for the football club. So 2010, you obviously come back up the road and probably skipping over, um, you know, quite an important part. We'll, we'll touch on that on a later later on. I mean, the youth development is a is still a very integral part of the football club. But two years on, um, Derek Adams is back, a former teammate of yours, and then Derek uh, asks yourself and, and Neil Cooper uh, to form part of his backroom staff and and take the club into that uh, top flight setup. I'm, I'm assuming it was a bit of a, a no-brainer to take on the, the role of uh, first-team coach along with uh, Neil and, and Derek in 2012. Yeah, absolutely. It was one that was, again, like, uh, like I'm getting quite used to saying, it was one I didn't expect. It was one I was, I was delighted with the job that I had and I was really looking forward to implementing some of the stuff that I wanted to implement within the academy and the community programmes and uh, but for that to, to be asked that question was, was unexpected but like you said it was Derek was always an ex-teammate of mine and, and a guy I respected hugely um, Neil Cooper as I've already touched on was was getting earmarked for a return as well so it, it just ended up being a little bit too good to be true that that, that, that opportunity and, and obviously I, I, I jumped at the chance um, to, to be part of that backroom team and for us then to then go on and and uh, finish our first season fifth in the, in the Premier League um, was was way way beyond any expectations that, that certainly I had. But um, the, the fact that we were able to do that uh, in the manner we did was was obviously to date the best finish that we've had in the Premier League, uh, and and it's one that everybody from from Derek to, to every one of the players should be immensely proud of because for Ross County to, to make that top six and Jim McIntyre done it with his team as well mm-hmm. as. It's, it's no meat feet and it's, it's very very difficult to, to, to get into that into that six so it was not it was a brilliant memory and, and it's something that I'm, I'm proud to be part of and uh, played a small part uh, that, that we can look back on and fondly as well a few months ago we spoke to Derek and really enjoyed that season with with the two Highland clubs in the, in the top flight and I, I particularly enjoyed the derbies that season I thought the derbies all had a a bit of spice about them. What was your role in the dugout? I mean, mainly holding Derek back from starting with Terry, or were, were you? Um, what was your What was your role? I uh, no, listen. It was <laughs> Derek was as, as, as fiery as we all know, and, and that that almost uh, it became almost a, a part of the derby. And regarding, I remember the games myself in that year, and and really enjoyed them also, and the and the, the bits where with Terry and Derek who, who, who by the way were, were, were actually really good friends yeah um, I know and, yeah. and it, just added to, it just added to the whole occasion that, that they two would inevitably have a go at each other and that would then spark a reaction on both sides the supporters want to be part of that and want to want to, um, want to see the passion from not only on the pitch but on the touchline as well so no, my role was, was, was just as a first team coach and, and being playing devil's advocate and, 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 and chipping in with my opinion where I, where I felt it fit uh, Derek was uh, you know Derek was really driven and really focused and learned so much from, from that spell as being his first team coach because he's very very good at what he does and he's, and he's very 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 good to was was excellent for Ross County. So uh, for me, it was a, a massive learning curve that that spell, and then I still um, still look back at that time and, and use many of the many things I learned from that period uh, to this day. So uh, it was really beneficial for me personally, but also I'm really grateful for that opportunity Derek gave me, uh, and and learned so much from from his drive and his focus and this his uh, single-mindedness when it when it came to, 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 to how he felt things should be done. Uh, he's, he's, he's done great, obviously, he's left Ross County and went on and, and had big success at Plymouth and, and now he's doing a fantastic job at Morecambe. So mm-hmm. um, Derek's very, very good uh, and I'm sure that, that we've not seen the last of Derek. I'm sure he'll get a, a big job, whether it be in Scotland or in England, that he can he can then continue to, to be a success in, in that managerial policy. Now you obviously then moved up to assistant manager uh, with Derek in 2014 and, and Derek shortly after left the football club. Now you um, took over as, as caretaker or uh, interim manager. 
shortly after, before Jim McIntyre and, and Billy Dodds arrived. Now, fast forward a couple of years on, you're, you're installed as um, as interim uh, co-manager with um, with Stuart Kettlebell and yourself. At, at that point, I mean, well, in 2014, you know, are you maybe hoping that you, you get the shout to get, become manager at that time or... When it does come round in two thousand seventeen, are you you know you you're definitely going for it then? What what's the what's the thoughts behind that? The club obviously, you know, did have success with 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 Jim and, and Billy. Um, they, their their spell comes to an end towards the end of the oh, two thousand and seventeen. Uh, and as I mentioned, yourself and and Stuart Kettlewell get the nod to become uh, co managers on the the interim basis. And I remember at the time when you know obviously Jim and, and Billy, sorry Jim and Billy, um, Owen Owen Coyle was relieved of his of his duties. Of course, the kind of three. Uh, managers during that uh, season when Owen Coyle left uh, and yourself and Stuart got the job I remember at the time the move being well received by by Ross County fans you know because yourself having that long association with the football club having worked you know in in, in, in a couple of different roles but but being crucial in those roles and obviously Stuart Kettlewell is a is a well liked guy at Ross County as well and it just I think the the, the appointment of yourself and Stuart as co-managers Went down really well with the supporters, and and it worked as well because she's, you managed to you know to come in and and, and do a difficult job and, and try and keep the, the club up, which ultimately didn't you know the the club went down, but you got them straight back up at the first time of asking, and I think that uh, you know that, that that appointment of yourself and Stuart worked as well. Yeah, it was it was a it was a time where. Um... Stuart and I had been working in the, the academy and the development squads and she had an office for maybe three, four years previous and um, we kind of we kinda were each other's sounding board for whatever we were doing at, the, at that stage of the football club and the opportunity came up. And I think Roy, was the chairman, was looking for, you know, kind of to get back to a, a Ross County kind of route in regarding... Um, um, 
people that are, are affiliated and associated with the football club, and both Stuart and I were that at that time. So I think that was the reason that we were that we were given that chance. We'd already had two managers that season, and and probably the chairman felt bringing in somebody else at that stage wasn't it wasn't the right thing to do. Um, like you said, unfortunately. Although we, we nearly did, mm-hmm. um, we, we, we fell short of keeping the, the team in the league in the 10 games that we had. We did get it going to the last game of the season and we had a chance, but unfortunately that, that was the go. Um, but by that time, the chairman had said that we would already be taking the, we'd be taking the team in the championship. So he had obviously seen something that he felt could work in, 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 in getting us out of that championship. And sure and I were under no illusions. That was the task. We, we, had, to, we had to get out of the championship uh, uh, with no real debate. That was, that was the task that was laid down. It would have been a disaster if we didn't. Um, and they would have obviously needed to be wholesale changes if we had more than one year in the championship. Listen, thankfully we were able we were able to to do what was asked of us and, and win what was a, a really difficult league and Mernes had a really, really strong side that year. Band United had a had a, had a, had a, had a good side and had spent a lot of money and, and they were obviously in the favourite state to get out of the league. Um, so Air United under um Ian McCall along with Shankland scoring a lot of goals mm-hmm. made it made it tough. Uh, but thankfully we, we were able to, to 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 really do what we needed to do and, and the credit goes to the players for that. Stuart and I were obviously had a plan, uh, but the players had to act out that plan and, and to to a man they did. Uh, and he won the league um, we the challenge got thrown in there as well yep. was, was brilliant for Stuart yep. and I but also for the football club to build bounce back so quickly throw in the, the challenge cup it really did bring a, a, a bounce in everybody's step and, and we were we were probably Stuart and I are both grateful for for that opportunity to, to do that for, for our team uh, and our club uh, but again the, the players that we that we managed to keep and the, the players that we managed to bring in really really take all the credit for, for what was a, a really tough campaign uh, but one that we can look back now and enjoy that enjoy that period and enjoy the, the games that we had in it. so that, that, that was that was it was great for, for everybody involved but probably crucial for the club at that time that, that we didn't we, we didn't take any longer than one season to get back to the Premier League and uh, we're, we're, we're sure and I are both proud of that fact that we were able to do that uh, as, as co-managers yeah, there's not too many clubs, depending on. Well, I mean, there's been there's been bigger clubs in Ross County that have struggled um, in that in that championship over the last uh, couple of years, at least. I spoke to a few guys, uh, you know, current Ross County players. The question about co-managers was brought up, and and a few of them kind of rolled their eyes because they probably had it, you know, so many more times from members of the press um, over the last couple of years. And I remember when. When yourself and Stuart was announced as, as co-managers, there was a there was a wee bit in the press, and you know it was it was a kind of uh, a bit unique, you know, in terms of you don't often see co-managers. I'm trying to think there when you when you were speaking about co-managers, and the I think the only example I can come up with off the top of my head was Roy Evans and Gerard Hooley years ago at Liverpool, and it, it didn't work out. But yourself and 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 Stuart made it work, um, and had the success to back it up, and. You know, I think that's probably you know testament to to the relationship you had. Talk to us about the relationship that yourself and Stuart. Obviously, you were, you know, you were working behind the scenes, uh, talking to each other on a kind of a daily basis for the for a couple of years. But when you were given that, um, you know, that job, how how did you go about making it work? Because the the players that I've spoken to said it was just like having two managers. You know, you, there was no good cop, bad cop, it just was, was a natural thing. It's, it's such a hard, hard question to answer because for Stuart and I, there was no, everybody had an issue with the co-manager thing apart from Stuart and I. Everybody yeah. felt that there must be something underlying or there must be something that we're not saying or there must be something that that, that we do that, that we're not letting on that we do. And um, that's just not the case. <laughs> it's so hard to answer that because... Stuart and I never thought any any anything of it. We never scripted anything. We didn't we didn't try preempt things. We we just called it how we seen it. Uh, if I was dealing with someone, Stuart would have backed me up. If Stuart was dealing with something, I would have backed him up. Mm-hmm. If there needed to be a decision made, then the decision was made, and it was made in the time scales that it needed to be made. And so we've we've seen that a million times. I wasn't. 
mad for being the manager and neither was Stuart mad for being the manager. We were quite content with, with working together and putting our heads together to see if we could get the success that, that we felt the club deserved. Um, during our spell, um, the task was to win the championship and the task was to stay in the Premier League. Now that was made abundantly clear from the chairman uh, and Stuart and I went about our business to make sure that that happened and thankfully it did but there is genuinely nothing behind the co-manager thing we didn't think about it we didn't discuss being co-managers we didn't say this is the way that we're going to do it this is the way that we're going to tell people we're going to do it we just went about our business the way that, that we always went about our business and we are continually going about our business so um, there's, there's no magic formula in it um, culturally and values-wise, Stuart and I are pretty similar. Um, we see the game, um, we see the game in a similar kind of way, although no, no the same. Uh, but we feel what we feel are the non-negotiables uh, are always there, and, and that's the one thing that we did speak about was that we would have non-negotiables in our thinking, uh, and, and they would be black and white. But um, everything else, we would be able to uh, put a case and an argument forward for if we felt that was the, that was the right thing to do. And, and if that's what we were putting forward, then you would need to have a you would need to have a pretty good reason why you were why you were suggesting it and why you were doing it, because you had to you had to you had to make sure that it was it was joined up in, in, in our thinking. So um, I would love to give you a better answer than that. I really didn't have one because. We never ever thought about it. We didn't right. even speak. We didn't speak about it. It wasn't. It wasn't anything. It wasn't a big deal to us. Yeah. And maybe that was like Stuart and I, because we thought it wasn't a big deal, and we were quite comfortable going to go about it the way that we felt we should have went about it. But we probably weren't expecting the the fork of people looking at pick holes and how that would work or how it wouldn't work because we hadn't given it any thought we never gave it a second thought and we still don't um, we still answer the same question how does it work we don't know how it worked it just worked um, uh, the chairman was not a huge fan for co-managers he's openly said that that it doesn't work in business but he has given us credit for making it work in, in football and for making it work in the period that we were asked to be co-managers so um, we probably came full circle on that and I still unable to give an answer. They try to define what, how the co-manager thing works. Uh, I couldn't tell you. Uh, it just did. And 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 winning the championship and, and winning the Challenge Cup and staying in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. Um, they can't take that away for the fact that that's what happened. Well, Stuart and I were co-managers at the football club, so for that reason, Stuart and I are both pretty content. With, with the job that we've done together, uh, we still have a, a really close relationship in my role as CEO and, and Stuart's role as sole manager. Uh, and I'll continue to support Stuart in every aspect, and, and Stuart will continue to support me in every aspect. And nothing's changed, not only I was the same then as well, so there's no reason for anything to change. Um, we're, just, we're just carrying a different title. Uh, we still want the same things, we still have a common goal to. To do our best as we can for Ross County, and, and I don't think that will change. I don't think that will ever change. Well, the, the proofs in the pudding, as you, as you said, there, the 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 Challenge Cup, the the League title, and staying in the in the top flight. Stephen, I just want to talk to you about the because I, I briefly talked to you about there when you joined us when you rejoined Ross County in two thousand and ten there, um, because in ten years, you know, you 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 come in as as head of youth youth development, and then. You, you go on to become manager of the football club. In that 10-year spell, I mean, you probably have have seen youngsters, you know, through the, the community programme, through the youth development programme, you know, make all the way to the to the first team. I mean, that must be something that you, you look back on and, and, are, and are pretty proud that, you know, you've seen that kind of continual development of, of football players and the football club. Yeah, uh, uh, 100%. Uh, it's no secret that my part lies in, in the development of young players and, 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 and wanting to, to see them do well and wanting our, our club to have a, one of our own so to speak um, it's difficult to do it in Ross County it's difficult to do it at any club um, people assume that because Stuart and I were taking the team for a while then loads of young players would then get that opportunity the one thing I can say is that the opportunities were there um, and, and, and again it's trying to join them up with, with, what, we, with what we need from, from players at that time and, and, and young players were always 
was at the forefront. He, he what we were doing. I think Stuart and I in that championship season managed to give eight boys, I think eight players, their, their, their debut. Um, Josh Reed in the current setup has, has started seven in the first eight games for us, and he's looking a fantastic prospect as well. So uh, you go back to the interim game that we're speaking about at Hamilton. I think I gave Tony Dingwall his debut that day. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tony obviously came right through our system and had had. Um, had, uh, obviously Tony Dingwall from Dingwall is a brilliant story but <laughs> Tony went on to play over 50 games in the Premier League for Ross County uh, and his debut was that 4-0 uh, doing it that I took while I was interim manager so we've always tried to be true to, 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 to our beliefs um, Ross Monroe played every game in the Challenge Cup winning goals for us last year uh, went on to win a league championship medal with Wraith Rovers last year so there, there is there is good things. There, there's a lot of there's a lot of focus goes on young players in their first team, uh, and we know they want that more than Stuart and I. But it's not just quite as easy. Um, mm. Young players also have their part to play in it, uh, and they also have to prove that mentally, physically, and technically they're, they're able to play. Because uh, it'd be just too easy for us just to put them in for the sake of putting them in. They still need to. They still need to earn that right. But what young players need is they need somebody to give them that opportunity. Um, and I'd be lying to say that, that that that's not still at the forefront. Uh, it was sure, and I think uh, we would we would love for this football club. Josh is flying the flag at the moment. Absolutely. But we would love it yep. to be somebody else. We would love it to be um, a number of kids that that, that we feel. Uh, have potential but it's only potential they need to maximise the potential and they need to join up our thinking with their own thinking because it's no easy to go and break into a Premier League team it's no easy to break into a Premier League team when you're um, when you're majority of the time maybe not dominating the ball and you're under the caution that you've got that you've got that emphasis and and, and, and focus on on you know the, the, the challenge of, of playing in the Premier League as a as a community club, it's no easy. Um, but the opportunity is still there. The opportunity for young players will, will always be there because it's in the DNA of the football club. It's in the values that the chairman has uh, in regarding providing a pathway for talented kids in the island to to fulfil their dream and to fulfil their potential. And it's just up to us to work as hard as we can to try and join it all up so the kids at least have the opportunity to see if they can and uh, that, will, that, will never, that will never change as long as the, the chairman's the chairman and as long as Stuart and I are involved we'll always be looking over our shoulder to see if we can get we can get another one into, into our first team and The kind of shining example if you like we spoke to him a few weeks ago uh, I know that he's he's on the well, he's in the, the, the coaching setup now, but Don Kerry, you know, a local lad who's started his career alongside yourself. He's going to gone on to play for some of the biggest clubs in England, won international won international caps for Scotland and, and, and you know, he's a local lad, so I think that's the you know, still the, the example if you like. I mean Inverness have it with Ryan Christie, but I mean, you know, Ross County and Don Kerry, you know, what uh, what better example for for youngsters at the club and, and future generations to follow to follow a guy like that. Yeah, absolutely. And Don is Don is the shining light regarding the, the fact that he he's a local guy that's done exceptionally well and went on to play in a national football. And you're right to mention uh, Ryan Christie and Bess, uh, Charlie Christie and, and the guys over there in the youth department did a fantastic job in mould and, and Ryan into the player yesterday and, mm-hmm. and I enjoy watching them in the national team uh, just now. Um, but the common denominator in that is, is, is the huge part both Don and Ryan played in mapping out uh, the career that they've, that they've had or they're having at this moment. Uh, and it, it can't just always be um, the club's the club's decision or the club's choice or the club's uh, responsibility for, for providing or producing young players. Um, the club has to be met halfway. By the, by the young player themselves, and then the young player then picking up the baton and taking it, taking their own career to the to the next level. Which Don and, and Ryan are both brilliant examples of that. Uh, and, and you're right, as long as as long as we can continually 
dangle that carrot for young players. You're just hoping that um, that um, one of them step up and, uh, and grab that carrot and, and run with it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Don uh, has had a fantastic career and Ryan is doing wonderful stuff as well. Great examples in the Highlands. Uh, Stephen, the Highlands has been a big part of your life. Um, you've had a 17-year association with Ross County, 17-year plus. Obviously, you're still involved at the football club as well. When you when you look back over that, uh, what, 1996 when Neil Cooper brought you up to Inverness, could you imagine back in... 1996 that you would you would still be involved and, and still in the area uh, and st- still living in the Highlands and still very much in the thick of it at Ross County? I think I'm going to be honest I don't think it would be my wildest dreams that that would have been that would have been what's happened or, or I've been on the journey that I've been on especially at Ross County but uh, I always say I'm, I'm extremely grateful for, for the area I'm extremely grateful to the football club and the opportunities that have been that have, that have been given and have been presented to me um, and, and I do I'm genuinely um, humbled and and um, and really proud actually to, to have mm-hmm. the association that I have with the football club and with the area because I recognise that um, it's, it's a wonderful place to live but I also feel I recognise the, the potential uh, 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 that the Highlands have both uh, our club and, and at Inverness um, and regarding what we offer to the area uh, and what we can and what we can provide um, as, as, as give as further supporters it's, it's, it's great it's great to be involved in uh, and, and, and I'm and I'm, 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 I'm internally grateful for, for that but um, we need to we need to forget what, what we've done in the past and we need to try and look forward and we need to try um, we know we need to Look at uh, trends and, and and where we can we can continue to, to look to to stay ahead of the curve in many aspects and look to continue to compete against bigger city central belt clubs across all all factors and and, and that that is now part of my role uh, across all the departments is, is making sure that we are forward thinking and we make sure that we that we write new history uh, and and look back fondly. Uh, every spell that we've had over over the club's history and and, and no forget that but we, we, we can't stand still because the ball always rolls it keeps rolling all the time and, and we need to make sure Ross County as a football club and and, and, and Dingwall and the, and the Black Hill is, is our area that we are that we are uh, ahead of the curve and, and we are still offering uh, opportunities to people uh, both on and off the pitch to, 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 to do the best we can but also to give everybody a club that they can be proud of and be and give them a club that they want to support uh, and they want to they want to get behind Stevie it's been absolutely brilliant I really appreciate you uh, giving me your time this evening um, to talk over your your playing career and also your your coaching career and um, you know just lastly we touched on there your 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 involvement now in your your chief executive role. Um, it's obviously a very busy time for yourself behind the scenes with all the, the different regulations and uh, and everything else that's at play with with COVID and making sure that that, that football can uh, continue. Uh, but thanks again for your time, Steve. It's been a, a fascinating hour and a bit, and uh, wish you all the best for the season ahead. Great, thanks very much, Ian.